Y'all are listening to Take Off, the podcast all about learning to fly, from the basics to the advanced. Take this journey with me as I myself learn and discover the love of aviation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Take Off. My name is Emily, and I am y'all's host. I hope today that the skies are clear, the sun is out, and you just feel the warmth and the beauty of this earth on you. And if it is rainy or just cloudy, or maybe where you're at, it's snowing, that you are nice, warm, and comfortable wherever you are. And I hope that you can just sit back, relax, and learn with me. So let's talk about this episode. You probably read the title, which is What It Takes to Become a Pilot. When I first started wanting to become a pilot, I didn't even know where to start. It was a complete mystery to me. There are really, really good places to go out to find this information. YouTube, Google, YouTube is my typical go-to there wasn't enough connecting links for me. So I hope that in this episode, if you're like me and you just have no idea what's going on, where to start, what to do, that this really helps clear things up. So how the heck do you become a pilot? It's probably not the way most of you Googled it unless you're like me, but this is typically the most common question that is asked when you're first starting. I wish I could say that it's going to be easy, but it's not going to be. You're going to need to put in a lot of hard work. You're going to need to put in that time to study, to really focus down on the small details. You're going to need to buy the resources. You're going to need to get some books. You're going to need to actually practice at home. These are all things that are going to save you money and save you time and really make sure that you end up being a good pilot. But hopefully, since you're listening to this, you are willing to give it a try, give it a shot, and just see how things go. All right, so what is the first step to becoming a pilot? First, you're going to need to decide if you can afford it. I wish so badly that money wasn't such a huge factor in the aviation community, but unfortunately, it is. It's going to matter about where you're located and what type of school you decide to go to, but it's going to be a little bit pricey no matter what. Now, I don't want you to think you can't do it because you aren't rich or don't have enough money. I know when I started to look into become a pilot, I definitely didn't have the money that I knew I needed. So I made myself a budget. I started saving. I ended up getting a second job. I was working, oh, so many hours. And there there were so many days that I really questioned what I was doing, why I was doing it. But I'm so glad I kept it up. And I work so hard because aviation is something that I love and I can't imagine my life without it now. I'll talk more about price in a second, but right now let's look at the different ways to get you up in the air. There are a couple of different ways to start flying. The main way is to find a flight school in your area. This is the most common way to do it. The other way is to find a cadetship with an airline. Now, these are going to be a lot harder to get into, but it is not impossible. And if you want more information, I know there is a great YouTube video on YouTube um, all about cadetships, how uh, he got into it and what it's all about. So I would definitely suggest going and checking that out if that seems interesting to you. The other way is to join the military. Now, all of these are not bad options. The military will pay for everything. A cadetship will 
most likely get you an actual airline pilot's job. It just really comes down to what works best for you and your budget. For me, it really came down to finding a flight school and getting a private instructor and going that way. That's what works for me, but if it doesn't work for you, that's totally fine. There is really no right or wrong answer as long as you are learning how to fly and you're learning to fly properly. One thing that I highly, highly suggest doing is trying to find a flight school in your area and schedule an introductory flight. An introductory flight is basically a flight that is going to sum up whether you want to be a pilot or not. What you're going to expect is you're going to first meet your instructor. He or she is going to explain the basics of flight, yaw, pitch, roll, different things about the plane, like how the rudders work, how, how the yoke works, different things like that. Afterwards, they're going to take you down to the actual plane and you're going to do a pre-flight checklist. They're going to walk you through how you do that, why it's important to do those kind of things. I'm not really sure how other flight schools work or if it was just my instructor, but he did actually let me take the plane off, which was such a cool experience and one that I did not expect whatsoever and we got to fly around the city that I lived in and it was so much fun. I instantly knew then and there that this is what I wanted to do. It was also really cool because my mom got to go with me and I had, we had a blast. She was very nervous. She didn't actually realize that I was flying the plane. And after I told her that I was, she was absolutely mortified and terrified. But she said that I did do a good job. So two thumbs up for that one. It was very cool. And if it is something that you decide isn't for you, at least you got to say that you flew a plane or you were up in a plane and I promise it will be an experience worth remembering. All right, so let's talk money. The first thing that I would ask is what kind of pilot do you want to be? Do you want to be able to fly for fun or do you want to make it a career? There's no shame if you want to fly for fun. That's actually what most people do when they get into aviation. But what you choose is going to affect how much it's going to cost. You can go for the smaller license like a sports license, but there are going to be a lot more restrictions than a private pilot's license. So probably the easiest license to get is going to be a sports license. There is just a minimum of 20 hours in a plane. You must be at least 16 to be a student and you must be 17 to take the test and you must hold a valid driver's license or valid ID. But you can only fly in light sport aircrafts with a minimum of 1330 pound limit. It must be a two-seater and you can only fly at 138 miles per hour at level flight. The next license you could go for is the recreational pilot's license. You must be at least 17 and be able to understand English fully. In fact, for any license, you actually must be able to speak English. English is the basic language for all aviation everywhere. Fun fact, I didn't actually know that. And with the recreational pilot's license, you must get a third class medical. And you must have the minimum of 30 hours. The most common pilot's license is the private pilot's license, or PPL. This is the one intended for pleasure. You will have almost full range under VFR, or visual flight rules. You are allowed to carry any number of passengers, but you cannot actually make an income with this license. If you do intend to travel with someone, you can actually split the cost, but you legally cannot make 
any type of income whatsoever. The PPL is going to have a minimum of 40 hours of flight, 20 hours must be with a flight instructor, and 10 hours must be solo. Okay, so now you have found your school, you know what kind of license you want to go for, you're going to start building your hours. Now, there are two separate things that you're going to learn. It's going to be the actual flight lessons. This is where you're going to do your pre-flight checklist. You're going to learn how to fly. You're going to learn all the things from basic aerodynamics. You're going to learn everything from the airplane's instruments. You're going to learn how to take off and land. You're going to learn about stalls, maneuvers, and so much more. And of course, like everything you learn, there is the book knowledge part of it. This is going to get down to the nitty gritty where you're going to learn a lot more detail about these things. Now, this part is incredibly important and I highly, highly, highly suggest if you can try and get started ahead of time. I know sometimes reading a book doesn't sound very fascinating, but it actually is so exciting. It can be fun if you let it be and there's so much knowledge you can get from it. Alrighty, and at this point, if you haven't already, you're going to need to go get your medical. It's basically a physical to make sure that you're qualified to fly. A class three is the standard certificate. This is what you're going to need to get for your PPL. This is also going to last five years before you need to get another one. Next are class two and one, but you really aren't going to need to worry about this until you have fully worked your way up to flying commercially. I would suggest getting this out of the way before you start flying. You're going to need to find a doctor who is FAA authorized. You can go to the FAA website to find someone in your area, or if you find a flight school, ask them which one they most commonly use. Once you've built up your hours, you're going to need to get ready for your first solo, and you're going to need to get your student pilot's license. So a student pilot's license basically just means you are allowed to solo without your instructor. I don't know why at first this made absolutely no sense to me. It took me so long to just put that sentence together. It's just how I work sometimes. So you are going to need to apply at the Integrated Airman's Certification and Rating Application website or by using FAA Form 8710-1 and submit it to the Flight Standard District Office. You are also going to need for someone to verify your identity, which is why most of the time you won't fill this out till later on so your flight instructor can be the person to verify. Okay, so you're doing great so far. You have your flight school, you found an instructor, you're working up all of your hours, and you're finishing your ground school. The next steps are you're going to need to take your written test, and once you pass that, you will also take your practical test, which is also called your check ride. After this, you will ha officially have your PPL. There are so many different ways to study for the written test and for your check ride. Make sure, number one, you study for it. Don't go in, you know, guns blazing, thinking you've got it. Study. It's just like every other test out there. I haven't taken my written test or my check ride yet, but as soon as I do, I will go ahead and give y'all an update about the different things that I learned, things that I wish I had done, and how to help y'all before you take yours. Alrighty, so 
let's get down to some other aspects of learning to be a pilot. There are some ways to save money. I wish there was a magical answer to saving money, but it really just comes down to study, study, study. I know through this entire episode that I have just tried to drill in studying, but it's going to save you so much money and so much time. If you can, before you start flying, try and get ahead on the ground school portion. This is also going to save you some money. So when you're actually up in the air, your instructor isn't going to have to explain so many things to you. And that's really going to be a lifesaver in the long run. You also can go ahead and get some study books. The study book that you're really going to need is the PHAK, Pilot Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge. I'm very old fashioned, so I did pay for the actual physical book so I could write in it and highlight it. But if you are trying to cut back on some costs and if you are a lot more tech savvy than I am, then you can actually get this on the FAA website for free as well as other handbooks and other study material. Another one that I highly, highly suggest getting is the FARAIM, the Federal Aviation Regulation and Aeronautical Information Manual. I wish that I had read this when I first started. It gives you a lot more in-depth detail about the things that you're going to need to know and the things that you're going to need. As you can tell, it's the information manual. It seems like it's going to be a really hard read, but actually I am so impressed with how well everyone who made the book pulled it together because it actually is not as bad. It's not a textbook. They make it actually really interesting and I love that about it. Okay, now you have your PPL and it's now up to what you want to do with it. You are now free to fly as much as you want with some limitations, of course, depending on weather and other factors. The next thing that you can work up towards is getting IFR clearance. IFR clearance is short for instrument flight rules. This is what is going to allow you to fly under minimum weather conditions and fly through clouds if need be. It's not necessary to get this, but if you do want to work commercially, I highly suggest getting this. Also, if you are in a situation where you need to fly through a cloud, you know that you are able to handle the situation. So I would suggest working up towards getting that as well. If you do want to fly commercially, you can actually start working on getting your VFR clearance while working towards getting your commercial license. Your commercial license is going to take a while to get just because you are going to need a minimum of 250 hours and you will be required to take other tests as well. So hopefully all of this has given you a little bit of a clearer picture about what you'll need to become a pilot, especially if you're looking to become a commercial pilot. Once again, I always have so much fun looking into and researching for these episodes. I'd really appreciate if you would subscribe and just tell your friends about this random podcast that you found, especially if they're into aviation as well. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you in the next one.